Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. I want to speak and then um, I'm going to have a moment at the end where we can experience God speaking to us afresh. Um, I don't want this to simply be practical. I want this to be experiential as well. And um, at the end of this message, we're going to have some time and um, God's presence is going to show up. But I want to speak to people tonight around the title, God, is that you? God, is that you? Have you ever had a moment in your life where you've asked that question, God, is that you? Maybe it was a crazy idea. Maybe it was a crazy moment in your life. Maybe it was such a left field thought that you had that moment where you're like, God? Is that you? You see, the longer I think about it, the more I'm convinced that God's voice is a bit like the game Scrabble. Who's played Scrabble before? Yeah, fantastic. Chris Logan would probably be the best in the room at Scrabble. I'm not gonna lie. That dude, he is, yeah, he's incredible with words. But the game Scrabble, you're given a variety of options. Like you get these random letters that are put before you and you have so many options of letters that you have to form a word from. And it sometimes is a bit weird because you have all of these letters and have you ever been looking and seen no word from the letters, from every single letter that you have before you, it's actually hard to form a word from the letters. And in life, in this 21st century age, we have so many voices. We have so many avenues from communication to inspiration to motivation, whatever that looks like. We have so many voices that it's quite often difficult to decipher the right voice in our season. That we have in front of us in this life so many different options that we are called to bring a word from. And there's a difference between a God word and a good word. And that makes it in the next part of Scrabble, you have people trying to form words that aren't really words. You have people saying, this is a word over your life. This is the label over your life. And it's up to us as the individuals to decipher if it's a God word or if it's just a word. You see, we have got to be people who can understand and de- declutter all of the different voices in our world. Social media is full of different voices. Not all of them are good. Not all of them are God. Doesn't matter who's, what type of credentials they have in front, of you, in front of their name, not all voices do we want to attach ourselves with. Because in this life, there will be many, many different voices and our job is to decipher the God word from the good word. It's to decipher the words that God is speaking over our life or what people are speaking over our life. You see, the reasons why we need to understand the voice of God in order to encapsulate His Word and bring His Word from the kingdom of heaven into our life here on earth is that we are all building our life on a Word. Every single one of us in this room is building their life on a Word. Did you know that? You are currently building your life on a Word of others, what they say. If you build your life around the Word, what they say, you will be a very stressed out person. You'll be constantly trying to please the crowd instead of trying to please the one. If we build our life upon the word of what they say, opinion changes from left to right 
all the time. Public opinion will sway and we will build our life on a shifting sand, on an on on unstable foundation. If we build our life upon what we say, what I say, that will fail us. We'll become prideful, we'll become ignorant, we'll become as if we know it all when we build our life upon what we say. Or we can build our life upon what God says. When we build our life upon what God says, everything changes because what God says never returns void. And what God says is good today. It will be good tomorrow. It'll be good in the future, 20 years from now, because His Word never returns void. You see, in this age that we live in, we, are, we have so many voices so many voices of opinion, so many voices of what's good, so many voices of what's God, so many voices of what He's doing. But our job is to discern the voice of God, to understand when God speaks so that we can attach our faith to that Word and build our life upon that Word. Unless we understand the voice of God, we will never have a stable foundation. You cannot rely on the words that I speak or the words that the people around you speak to be the Word of God in your life, you need to have a revelation of that too. This is a second-hand revelation you're getting tonight. This is a revelation, a second-hand revelation that, that I feel God's spoken to me that I'm now speaking to you. But do you know what's far better in your life than a second-hand revelation? is an experience in God and receiving His Word in your quiet time, in your study, in your prayer life. It is way better than any message I could preach tonight is an actual revelation for yourself. Because it's one thing to hear of something. It's another thing to experience something. It's, one th- it's, it's quite difficult when you preach sometimes because you want to bring the Word the way that you receive the Word. But there are limits in our human condition right now that stop us from doing that. But when we get hungry as a church, we say, hey, I'm not building my life off of what my friends say. I'm not putting my foundation of what my family say. Sometimes your family will have different opinions to you, and that's okay. I'm not building my life around what the public say. I am building my life on the solid foundation of the Word of God. I'm going to do something. I don't want you to get offended by it. It'll be okay. It's not going to, I'm not going to be smited, hopefully, off this stage right now. But what we do, if, if we don't have a stable foundation, if we don't have a word from God, you will always, always live a life that is unstable in all that you do. We will always be turning left to the right. Whatever way the crowd is going, we will follow the crowd. But something happens when we choose to take a a stand and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me, I'm not looking at what the public says, not looking at what the media say. Hello, COVID, we saw what happened there. I'm not looking at what even people may say. I am going to the Word of God and I'm getting the Word firsthand, not secondhand, not from somebody, but from His Spirit, from His presence. And I'm standing, it's okay, on the Word of God. My Everything else will shift, but when I stand on the Word of God, there's a strength in that place. When I stand on the Word of God, you can say what you want. I have my stable founder. They can say what they want. They can give us that label. They can do whatever they want because my life is found in the Word. My life is stable 
on step off of that word, everything starts to get shifty. Everything starts to shift around. Everything starts to fall away. People fall away. Their promises fall away. The economy can fall away. Finances can fall away. Your friends can fall away. Your family can fall away. But the Word of God is a stable foundation, church. We need to have a stable foundation. We need to get a word from God tonight. His Word never returns void. I love um, that the Word of God is always that foundation, even when you're in the midst of the storm. When you're, when you're going through hell, when you are going through something that is pushing you to your limits, when you are going through that pain, that grief, that shame, whatever it is, sometimes all we have to lean on, sometimes all we have to look to is that Word. You see, the, without that Word, everything's broken. I, I remember me and Poppy were on our honeymoon and we went whale watching this one time and I thought it was a great idea to go whale watching with Poppy on our honeymoon. And um, I remember in the lead up to going whale watching, I'm like to Poppy when we walk past chemists, I'd be like, hey, maybe we should get you some um, seasickness tablets because I don't want you getting seasick. Now, when I asked that question, I really meant that for me. I just didn't want to say I needed seasickness tablets. And um, because I've been around the water a lot and Poppy was like, you don't need them. And like, I was like, okay, well, you might need them, hoping that I could get some if she wanted them. Um, but I remember going to Poppy's like, nah, we'll be fine. And I was like, no, no, we should get some seasickness tablets just in case. You know, I don't want Poppy, I don't want you getting sick on our honeymoon or anything like that. You know, I, want, I just want us to enjoy the moment watching the whales. And she's like, nah, nah, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. And I remember we get on this boat. The captain arrived like an hour late. He looked pretty hungover by the looks of him. And um, he apparently slept in. And he w- arrives so no shoes, he gets there, and um, we're in this boat, and the waves are huge, there's, um, there's good swell, there's rain, and I get seasick quite a lot. But I remember this one day, I had resolve. Like, I am not getting seasick on my honeymoon. Usually, I'm willing to suffer, but right now, I will not get seasick. And I'm in this boat, and I'm on this boat, and I remember Poppy is like loving it. Like, she is like, there's a whale! There's a, there's a baby whale! She's got her phone out. She's like, oh, she's gone from one side of the boat to the other side of the boat to the other. Oh, there's another one. Oh, look at the whale. Oh, my goodness, this is amazing. She is loving it. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, oh, great. Like feeling sick. I'm not, I felt sick for like 45 minutes. And then in this moment, I had the taste come to my mouth. And you know that moment when you get that taste? And you know that once you get that taste, you're a goner. Like, it doesn't matter how much resolve you've got. It doesn't matter how good you are at holding that thing in. That thing is going to get out. And I got that taste and I thought... I am about to vomit. And I literally remember running to, you can put that thing up on the screen. I remember running to the edge of the boat, if they have it, running to the edge of the boat, and I am vomiting. There I am on the edge of the boat. Now, quick object lesson. We were only married a couple of days. Where was the compassion? You would think a wife of only a couple of days. (laughs) Be like, oh, are you okay? But no, no, no. That was actually what I was most afraid of, was her taking the pictures that I knew she would take if I got sick. No, no, no compassion there. Here he is. This is so funny. This is great. This is great. Look at this, Dan. And then she takes that selfie with me in my most vulnerable state, trying to get back absolutely dead on the inside. But I remember where I went wrong is I took my eyes off of the land, 
took my eyes off of the foundation, took my eyes off of the coastline, took my eyes off of the one thing that wasn't moving that day. The one, my body was moving, the boat was moving, the waves were moving, everything else was moving. I just needed to keep my eyes on that horizon. I needed to keep my eyes on that one thing that wouldn't change. Some of us in this life, we need to keep our eyes on that Word of God. Keep our eyes on that promise from God. Keep our eyes on that Word that God has given us maybe 20 years ago, 10 years. Stand on that Word. Stand on that Word because that Word will result in stability that we never knew that we had. So only when I took my eyes off the horizon that I started to feel sick. Sometimes we feel sick because we take our eyes off of the Word of God and we start going to the words of everybody else. We go, oh, I don't feel very well in my mental health. Take your eyes off of the world, put it back onto the Word. We need to understand, we need to discern how do we hear from God? You see, the Word you believe is the world you will live in. Some people are still living in fear from the last few years. They are still in fear of what might happen, what might break out. Are we safe? Some people are still so fear-filled, they couldn't even think about being faith-filled for the future because of the voices they have allowed into their life. You see, the word you believe is the world you live in. Your, wor your word forms your world. When you speak, something changes in the atmosphere. You know, when, when God was in Genesis, He spoke and things happened. Created the earth, created the animals, filled the seas, brought the light. Every time He spoke, there was a result. There was, a, there was an action as a result for His words. And when He speaks today, there is an action, there is a result. But when you speak today, because you're created in His image, you carry His DNA, you carry His Spirit. When you speak, your words carry power too. When you speak something prophetic into an atmosphere, it changes the whole room. When you speak something prophetic over a diagnosis, it can turn perspectives really quick. When you speak the Word of God over your life, it will shift things onto the solid foundation that is Jesus. See, the Word you believe is the language you speak. What is your accent right now? When you go to a different country, one of the things I've realized is that I just for the first few days, I cannot get over everybody's different accent in the room. Like if it's the American accent, whatever accent it is, there's, it's so prevalent because it's cultivated in the culture. If we were to look at your accent, your language, do you carry the accent of heaven or do we carry the accent of the world? Is our language like that of the world or is it faith? filled. Jesus had a different accent to the world that he lived in. And that's why his words carried power and he changed culture and he shifted people's perspective because his words weren't like everybody else. They were different. They were anointed words. We've got to carry a language that is different. So maybe in this room, you're like, I don't, I don't know if, how, do, how do I hear the voice of God? Like, is it like, Daniel, do this? No, it's not like that. Raise your hands. Stop. Like, no, no, it's not like that. It, the voice of God is never a shout. 
in my personal experience, yours may be different. If he shouted at you, man, that would be freaky, okay? But the voice of God is more of a whisper than a shout. And there's a reason for that because if I'm shouting at you with this microphone, you don't need to come near me. You can hear me right to the back of the room and everybody's happy. But if I'm whispering, who knows that in order to hear me, you'd actually need to draw closer to the one that is speaking. And so God rarely shouts, he more whispers. Because he doesn't want you at a distance. He doesn't want us a long way off. He doesn't want us far from him. He wants us to draw near to him. And so if you're waiting for God to shout, then stop. Get in, get in his presence. Get in proximity to him. And you will quite often, more than not, hear the whisper. And even the whisper isn't a literal whisper. It's a feeling sometimes. It's a thought sometimes. It's boldness sometimes. It's a word that sometimes just comes out of your mouth. That's not a good situation. No, God is going to work it for good. Sometimes it's Scripture. That's why you need to be filled with the Scripture. Because sometimes you don't have the words to say, and they're not great words anyway. I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't have the words to say. And if I did have the words to say, they wouldn't be very good. But when I'm filled with Scripture, He calls it back to mind and I can speak it into the atmosphere. So the Word of God is not a shout. It's a whisper. See, we need to have patience with the Word. You can't, get into the, you can't go pray to God once. Go, God, give me a word, give me a word. And then not go back the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Because God isn't about transaction. He's about relationship. And if he wanted it to be transactional, he would just give us the word. But if he wants it to be relational, he gets us coming back again and again and again because there's a word in every season that we walk through. We need to have patience. Verse 7, it says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard a message from the Lord before. If you've never heard something from God, I say there's, there's a time and there's a place that God wants to speak to you. I, I feel it's going to be tonight. A lot of people are going to feel the voice of God, the, the Word of God released in their life tonight. But there's, there's some patience with that. There's almost like a wrestle with that. Sometimes I, get, I find myself in situations and I go to the Word, I go to God, I say, God, I, I need a Word for this season. Sometimes you just have to persevere and persevere. And then one day, what happened? Nothing. I didn't do anything better. God doesn't love me more. God didn't think, oh, you're approved today because no, no, no. God just decided to speak. And when God decides to speak, it is always the right time. When God decides to speak, it is never too late or too early or too far from it. No, no. When God speaks, it is ready to act in. It is ready to receive. It is ready to declare when God speaks. The next thing we need if we're going to learn to hear the voices, we need proximity with God says that Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Now that's a pretty scary place to sleep because if Samuel touches that ark, if he accidentally walks in, sleepwalking one day into that ark, it's a very good chance Samuel's not coming out alive from that ark. He was positioned in proximity to the presence of God and he was sleeping next to the presence. I think that encapsulates a great truth from the Scripture that in order for God to speak, we need to be in proximity to His presence. 
We need to be able to have that presence alive in our life. If I kind of the band back, alive in our life. We need to not be put off, not be scared away from, but actually to engage with the presence of God. The good thing is in that the New Testament tells us that God's presence is everywhere, but our attention isn't. God's presence is everywhere, but our awareness of Him isn't. So the only thing we need to bring to the table is our awareness of God. We take our awareness and we say, God, I'm ready for you to speak afresh. God, I'm ready for you to move in my life. I'm ready for what you want to do. The third thing we need in our life if we're gonna discern the voice of God that I've found is we need people. That's why you're important here today. It says, then Eli realized it was the Lord. Samuel, did ha- Samuel had no clue it was the Lord. He kept on coming back to Eli. Oh, you called me, no, you called me, no, you called me, no. But it was Eli who said, hey, could that be God? Could that be God? Can I speak to the wiser people in the room? Parents, grandparents, wherever you are. Our generation needs you. It does. Our generation needs you. I talk to people all the time. Young people, teenagers, they hear the voice of God. Sometimes they don't realize it, but they hear it. But if you've got any time with God, you would, you would know how to discern it. And one of the biggest things that you can teach our generation, if you're a parent, grandparent in this room, is how to acknowledge and how to listen and how to engage with God's voice. You're needed. Don't feel forgotten. Don't feel like you're, t- can, can I say, your time is not done. Your time is not done. Some people go, oh, well, we used to do this. No. God wants to use you today. God wants to use you today. And I, I feel the need to say that because I've talked to a lot of parents that, oh, we used to do this. What are we doing now? How, God wants to use you now. God wants to, because there's a lot of Samuels, but there's not a lot of Eli's. A lot of Samuels trying to hear, but there's not many Eli's saying, hey, could that be God? Hey, let me teach you. Come along. Let me disciple you. Let me pull you in. And no, it's not just the youth team thing. It's not just the young adult thing. It's a church thing. It's a family thing. It's something that we need, something that we need more now than ever. As we need people to come alongside us, young person, let me encourage you. God's speaking. Ask somebody, how do you discern the voice of God in my life? You've got to do it with discipleship. You've got to get somebody in your life who is older than you, who's done the journey, who can discern, hey, that might be God. You've got to get somebody in your life who wants the best for you, who, who, who speaks life over you. Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says this, one of my favourite scriptures in the whole Bible. says, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. I like that word. I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. When was the last time you devoured a word from God? When was the last time we got an out, we got praying, we got reading the word, God spoke, and we devoured something? I'm so thankful for our senior pastor, Pastor Byron Ann. How incredibly rare it is for people to go. We don't know how we built the church. We just got a word from God and we stepped out on it. And then we got another word from God and we stepped out on it. 
We got another word from God and we stepped out on it. What's the system? What's the pro? No, no, we just got the word from God and we believed it and we stepped out on it. What, what, how did you, what was the practical things that you did? No, 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 no church growth thing. No, no, we got the word, we stepped out on it, we believed it and we prayed into it and we kept on stepping and we kept on stepping and we kept on stepping. 28 years, kept on stepping, started with 12. Now in multiple locations, kept on stepping onto it, kept on stepping on. You know how incredibly rare that is, church? And when God speaks, one of the greatest things we can do is come humbly before Him and say, God, we're listening. God, notice His posture. Say, God, mate, you've spoken to the wrong person. No, no, God, I'm ready. God, I'm listening. God, I'm listening. God, I'm listening. Believing for 20 years, Christian, going to church, God, I'm still listening 20 years later. Believe for five days, God, I'm still listening past my salvation moment. Believe for two weeks, God, I'm still listening past those two weeks. No, no, I am listening. See, most people fail to discover the Word and therefore they fail to discover the ways of God, the works of God and the wonder of God. Let that not be our story tonight. I can get everyone up to their feet. I want to take a moment right now because I want to stop speaking because I believe Holy Spirit's going to speak to people. And the one thing I'm asking that you do, you have to work up to the right moment in the song. You have to work out to the right bridge or whatever your favorite lyrics. No, no, no. It's just to come to God right now and say, God, speak. I'm listening. I'm going to be quiet. Ben's going to worship. Holy Spirit's going to speak. Something like that. But I believe God will speak His prophetic rema word, His now word into this atmosphere. I don't know who's covered in shame right now in this room, but there is no guilt on you when you come into the presence of God. The Bible says that you can come boldly and confidently into His throne room. So right now we throw off guilt. We throw off shame. There is no shame to those who come in the name of Jesus. We throw off people who don't have a perfect, no, 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 there is no perfect past. There's only one perfect Saviour. So right now, church, we're going to do whatever we need to do right now. Say, God, speak. We're listening. Can we worship, Ben? Can we raise our hands across this place, close our eyes? And let's say those words, God, speak. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.